Hey ladies, I'm Kendra. I'm Nama. And I'm Adelise. And we are Three Three Dope Dope Wives. With over 20 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Hello and welcome, friends, to another episode of Three Dope Wives. I'm your girl Kendra with my co-host Adelise and Noma, and we are so excited about today's episode. Um, you guys, so much going on in our community that we would be remiss if we didn't even just take out the time to talk about what is going on in our society. So today we are talking about Black Marriages Matter. And uh, before we jump into all of that, how are y'all? How are y'all coping? How are you dealing with just the stresses surrounding everything that's been going on? Because to me, I mean, I it seems like you know one thing's one thing settles or kind of gets in a in a in an okay spot, and then the next thing pops off. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, um, Kendra. Um, I think for me. Um, we've been coping okay to the best that we, we kind of know how to cope. Right. But, um, I think like some, like you said, like some days are better than others. And I feel like for me, I want to get, um, I keep getting pulled into social media and the news. Mm. And so the days where it is just, it is just one thing after another, after another, after another. And it's, you, you, it gets real, you, you start consuming it. Right. And so I feel like those days, um, are a little bit heavier. Mm, and yeah. so it it kind of impacts um my household a little bit different sometimes and then other days I'm just like I need to like stay off of social media girl to try to <laughs> to try to have a peace of mind right bring me right. some peace so yeah what about you Noma same um I mean I'm just trying to just stay away but it's just hard because you just it's just so many things going on it just yeah. never stops it's like yeah. One thing after another thing, and then you're trying to recuperate from the last one, and then boom, another one. You're like, okay, right. But then right. sometimes I'm just like, is it that the people in the media just escalate these things just to get that reaction from people? Because it mm. just there's like this emotional anger, you know, that kind of stuff. Like I just well, feel I like you feel like the media is. I think this. Just so, so the media can't. The media can't report what don't happen. No, right. but it's just sure. negative. Everything is just negative. Like I can't even. I put mean, how do you CNN put a positive now? spin on anything that's happening right now? Like cities are burning. Well, the sky is shining, yet the city's burning. Like, I mean, <laughs> Probably how not. Do go, how do you make it positive? Like you can't. I mean, I think it just is what it is. I mean, obviously, this is what's hot right now, right? And we know media is gonna show us what's gonna get them them ratings, right? So uh-huh. they're giving us the news, and I'm sure there's other news and that it we're is missing. News. Right. It is news, it's news. but it's yes. just bad news is news. Bad news is news, and the problem is that it's there. Things keep on happening. Like if right. if it was like something stopped, then obviously we'd be moving on to more Corona news, right? Because that right. that's the that's number that's two. Still there. That's still there. That is still there, and people acting like the deal is sweet down these streets without no masks on with their children and whatnot. And I'm just shaking my head, like y'all gonna mess around, get that Rona, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, so I, I do. I do feel like I feel. 
I have taken to your point at least a minute just to not be on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So I might I might drop a post and then I just go dark. Like right, you right. know, it's just like upload. I mean, it's it's different when you post stuff, but I'm not like scrolling through the stories or scrolling right. through everybody's stuff because But it's hard not to. It's hard. You gotta be disciplined. I was yeah. I'm really proud of myself. Like it's right now one thirty in the afternoon and I have not uh I have not been on social media today. I mean I did post something, but I have not I have not scrolled through any of my feeds. I haven't done right. any of that. I haven't read anything. Um so I'm really proud of myself for that because um I'm trying to untrain my right. From wake up in the morning, pick up your phone, scroll through, get right. stressed out, then start talking to people. Then you right. know you before you know it, you in a whole angry text situation. <laughs> and I mean, you know? some people just want to stay in that state. For me, I just don't want to stay in that. Like I, like it's it's hard. It's 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 emotionally wrecking. Sure. But I'm just like I just don't want to stay in that space. You know, I just I want to. Yeah. I want to get out of it. I want to post and just just disappear. Like I don't want to look at every every bad news that there is out there cuz then it's just like you just get tired, right? You get fatigued. You're like what is going on in the world? You do, but think about it like this. There was a man I don't I don't remember his name who was on the news, older gentleman, late 50s, maybe early 60s who said something really critical. He said, "I've been dealing with this my whole life. You younger people can you know, you talking about tired. You right. can't right. afford to be tired right now. You yeah. too young uh-huh. to be tired." You know what I'm saying? So it's like we you think about people that marched with King, you know what I mean? Right. People yep. uh like Jesse Jackson. Come on now. He probably like I thought by the end of my days this this would, would be, be a fight we not fight right. you know what i'm saying right. like that part I, I just it's so frustrating to feel that like okay are we going to be are we going to labor this for another 100 years like 55 right. years or however long right oh, it's so frustrating but so it we're is. we're we're um so because of that and because this is such a pressing issue i wanted us to talk more about how this is impacting the family right the black family in particular and just so that we can frame this up right for our listeners um when we talk about the black family we're talking specifically about black people and and to make that even more clear we're talking about anybody of african descent right anybody of the black diaspora which includes all people of african descent regardless of what continent you were born and raised on so whether right. you were born in africa whether you were born in haiti whether you were born in the states whether you were born over in england and whether you were born in france and china uh, uh the dominican republic wherever you were born if you black uh and latina you afro latina you still black so right. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're right. talking about all the black folks. All the black. Well, all the blacks, right? <laughs> we're just gonna make that nice, lovely umbrella. And, and, and so that just so that we're clear on what black is, that we're also right. talking about the black family, right? Black marriages. And and that's simply, you know, two spouses that share within the black diaspora or uh have children within the black diaspora you become right. a black family when you have black children whether you bore them or adopted them once you get right. a black child in your house you a black family right. <laughs> <laughs> point blank so yep. i mean so so having that framed out for us you know let's let's talk about uh how this is impacting black families and i want to just start with the husband and wife relationship you know what i'm saying how do you feel you guys that it's impacting the relationship between man and woman in these situations i think um 
I think the whole, the whole, everything that's going on just creates, I mean, there's a number of reasons, but I think the number one is just a shared stress of being black in the world. Right. So you, you have everyone on both parties, you have a hypersensitivity around that, around that topic. So for me, like, you know, my husband is black. And so I have a hypersensitivity of when he is leaving the house, I'm stressed. My, my stress level is high. Same thing with my son, hypersensitivity. Like he's a, he's a kid, he's a baby, but just knowing that he's in a world where he's judged or not liked by the color of skin and it's only, it will probably get worse as he grows older. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think there's a stress, I hope not. I hope, you know, the movement now is going to eventually put a stop to it, but it's hard to think that a lot of ancestors have gone through that and it's still, it's better. And that's years ago. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm more of a realistic person. I would love to be optimistic and hope that it's going to go, but I mean, if I'm being real, our ancestors were doing dealing with the same thing, you know? And so uh, yeah. I think just right. a shared stress of, of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But don't dismiss yourself. I mean, I know you Latina and whatnot, but you was right. black too. Because <laughs> 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 my husband is black. No, but you black too. Right. right. <laughs> right. Well, because some people don't. Some people don't see that, though. And I think right. that's a, I think that's a discussion that and it, it a lot of it is just ignorance because people aren't educated. But a lot of people think like, oh, well, you're Hispanic, so you, you're still not black. No, I'm brown and my ancestors are African. So therefore, I am black. But not everyone gets that. And there's yeah. some people that won't agree with that. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But at the end of the day, when a cop sees me, I'm brown skin. I'm not white. When I have to go on for a job application and they ask me if I'm Hispanic, the first question and then the following question is, okay, identify even further white, black, Asian, Pacific Islander. I'm checking off black because I'm clearly not white. Right. So, I mean, it is what it is. Hey, they been they been not come over here trying to argue about it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a <laughs> what else? Put some claps on that. Yep. I mean, it's uh-huh. similar to like a light skinned black person. People are like, oh, right. you're black, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. black. I, I might be lighter skin of lighter skin complexion, but I'm right. black. You know, right? So yeah. I think that's a, a that's another stressor. Like people feel like they have to defend their blackness now. Girl, I, that's a whole yeah, right? a whole new yeah. conversation because. Uh, I feel I feel just being a light skinned black woman that like, you know, having the colorism conversation is a whole nother it's thing. A whole nother, it's yeah. a whole nother thing. We ain't even gonna go there today because right. we'll be all day talking about colorism. We won't get right. to this family. <laughs> 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 but Noma, like, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like you're happy because you're um I guess we are a little mixed up here, huh? Because I'm I'm American and uh, you know, uh, Adelise is uh yeah, you're African Noma and then Adelise is uh Latina but Afro Afro Latina. So I just I wanna know like from your perspective, being a black woman in the States from Nigeria, you know, do you feel that the same stress? Um, definitely. But like what Adelie said, I think even in the African-American community, I've had a lot of people say, well, you're not black, you're African. And I'm like, there is no difference. <laughs> Hello, ain't no African American. Right. You know what I like to say? When If they took a picture of us, they wouldn't know no different. <laughs> right? right? Like, you ain't heard nobody speak, you know, and then right. probably, and they don't know that you're African until you start talking. Right. And I think, like, even just thinking about it, I think 
a lot of African-American, I mean, back, going back to where I graduated from, a lot of African-American had problems with Africans because we, they just thought that for some reason, we just never identified with them. And we just wanted to feel like we were like the best of the best, you know, in the black Did community. You're from Africa? Because we're from Africa. And I I'm feel like, like, I don't know, I, maybe so it's generational because I feel like when I was an undergrad, um, probably probably when you was in grade school or something, um, oh I, uh, <laughs> I, I just go, she always knows <laughs> yourself, right? Anyway, but I feel like there was that uh, that sort of attitude amongst right. uh, the Africans. It was kind of like, you yeah. know, you ain't you ain't black enough or you ain't on our black right. level. Like, right. really. So, really quick story. So it's so funny that that this con- this comes up because when I was in high school, uh, when I graduated high school and we were, my parents were looking for a house in Florida. We had a, um, African-American, um, realtor and she was from Africa. So she had, she had the accent similar to Noma's and she was telling us a story that when she and her family migrated to the States, they went through New York and, um, they were, they, her family was, went through the whole Ellis Island thing. And then she said that as she was growing and she was, um, living her life in New York, a man, um, I guess did something and pretty much was implying that she was black. Right. And, but she found it offensive to say that she was a black and not an African. Yeah. So yes. she, she was like, what do you think you are? Pretty much like giving her a reality check, like, no, right. you're black. And she was like, no, I'm African. And right. he was like trying to convince her right. that no, you are black. Like regardless of whether you're from Africa or not, you're or still not. black. Right. So I think it's just funny that you say that, Noah, because it's true. Like there, yeah. there are people, and she's she's in, she's probably your age. Um, ah, interest since you I age know. yourself, but hey. it's so true. No, but it it, it's 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 very true that, and I think like as Kendra said, just in the black community, we have that problem, you know, and. When people see me, they don't even know I'm black. Okay, right. so like they don't know that you're black, or they don't know they, that you're Nigerian. No, they don't know. They when I ask people to take a guess where I'm from, they never say Nigeria. They don't even think Africa. So where really? do you think you're from with your accent? On no, this is before I open my mouth to talk. When so they how just you see asking me, them where they from? <laughs> and I'm just where saying, you no, from? Where, 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 where they ask me, we say nothing. When they ask me where I'm from, I'm like, can you guess? Because I just don't like giving people don't, that. But they don't and guess they don't, right away no, they from don't just guess. those two words. These ain't black <laughs> no, people. These, they don't. And so it's, I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten Caribbean. I've gotten Jamaican. I've gotten Brazil. Which, but it's all of those places it, have blacks. Right. So, it, I mean, right. So, maybe you right. It's similar. You're just right. not from the States, but it's very right. similar to Afro Latina. Right. So, well, but yeah, so that's the thing. Like, but in terms of my family, I worry for my husband and definitely my daughter. And like Adelie said, it's not like I'm a pessimist, but this is never going to go away. Period. It's just not. I wish I could wake up and say it's going to go away tomorrow, but that's not going to happen. So what I do now is I just try to, you know, as I'm raising my daughter, I try to have her know that nothing is going to fall on her laps and she would have to work extra hard, maybe even 
three times as hard to be able to get what it is that she wants. Um, and, and I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, she's so black still, and that's, there's nothing, go, there's nothing going to change that. So. Right, so we're still teaching. So, so we're still teaching children at this at, in 2020. Right. And not, not even, this ain't even, this ain't even January. This is June, 2020. <laughs> we're still teaching kids that you're going to have to work twice as hard to get half as much. Is that, am I hearing that right? I don't know. See, that's the stuff that kind of frustrates, right? And that's the stuff that we're fighting right now against, right? I mean, we're seeing um, all these disparities, right? And and it's not that they're new to us. We've been seeing them, but they are just, uh, I feel like people have gotten tired of the way in which they crush, right? So, um, you talked earlier, at least, just about, you know, going out to face the world as a black person, having that shared sense of stress, mm-hmm. um, you know, and depending on what your family makeup is like. Right. I mean, uh, we all have different makeups. So yeah. I know my, my husband is a darker skinned black man. And so I know that that makes him uh, seem to be more of a threat. Same, so same I with my husband. Know what I mean? And then my husband got the height and the bulkiness. Yeah. So that, 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 I mean, like you, you, you six feet plus and, right. and you, and you black, you know, darker skin black, yeah. like right. automatically they're like, Oh, I'm scared. You yeah. know, right. and that, that could be problematic. Like, I think my, I think I feel like, Oh, well, my husband looks like he's nice. Like he wears glasses. He, does. he looks pretty he's beautiful. Right? Yeah. He looks like he might shake your hand. You know, yeah. he's a good guy. He's very so I, I feel like he's got that going for him. Um, <laughs> but when it's, but when it's nighttime, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you driving in the car, like they don't know what's what. Nice look. You ain't no. seeing how then you get to see, you know, how his little dutiful walk and he look like I'm just such a you know, I'm sweet person. You know, you don't get that. So, you know, and and when people are sitting and they're looking down at you after they've pulled you over, um, they don't get any of that either. You know what I'm saying? So that all um can be a moot point when you know, folks are working in law enforcement and they're fearful of the population that they are supposed to be serving, right? Because yeah. you don't know nobody that's black or you don't know enough, right? You might know that one, right. Right. but you don't not encountered enough people of color to have an understanding of the cadence of our speech or the way that we move or the things that uh, cause for pause, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Um or the way that we negotiate and debate, right? Because you might feel all of a sudden like, oh, oh no, it's a fight. Right, right. I'm threatened, right? But no, no it's like, just I'm, talking. Just, I'm just talking to you, right? <laughs> we're just having a conversation. So, I mean, there is that, but then um, I think, Noma, to your point in the news and trying to get away from that, you know what I'm saying? That whole piece, it, it you know, it does hit uh, certain emotions, right? It, it right. does hit, strike a chord with you when you're seeing it over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Um, and you really can't escape it. You can't escape. Right. You can't, it ain't like, you know, it's on your media. It's on your, it's, uh, it's on your TV. It's everywhere. It's in right. conversations that you're having with folks. Right. Yep. Um, and everybody's having some sort of, 
uh, virtual conference and, right. you know, uh, <laughs> some sort of, um, I want to say mental health and wellness debrief and all these sorts of things that folks are doing just so that we can have spaces created for us so that we can decompress and so that we can right. get some of these things out. But not only that, I feel that there is a tension that's being created amongst us and our neighbors, right? Um, mm -hmm. I know. I think to be, I, well, I have black neighbors, but if I had a white neighbor, I think. You got some white, white neighbors in your neighborhood. Well, actually, yes, I lie. Across the street, I do have a white neighbor, and they try to overcompensate. I think they're doing the most now, trying to like. Let the people be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Like I think they're doing the most. Here, here's my, here's my. See, you know, we gotta quit doing that. Like we gotta because quit doing that. People might be like, okay, they don't like anything. We like, might yeah, I mean, like they can't. I, I, I feel for for folks that are white that's trying to be allies with the black community. Well, how can you be black, black folks up here throwing elbows at them? They up here <laughs> yeah. throwing. You know what I'm saying? They like yep. get out of my face. Don't talk to me. I don't even want to see you, white right. man, white woman. Right. I, I just you gotta give them. But then a, they also want. But then, but then, but then the the black community also wants their white allies to say something, right? Because it's a problem if they do, and it's a problem if they don't. They so don't. it's not right. like the they white people jammed right now. They don't Jen. know. They don't know what to do. <laughs> but, just but, like, but, then, but then, but then, I'm trying to say I'm sorry, but we like don't nobody want your apology. <laughs> but here is the deal, though. But here is the deal. I, I. Because I've seen, I can't really tell who is real and who is fake. I feel like, I feel yeah, like I the white people, though. a lot, a lot of white people, and I might be wrong, and you guys correct me, but I feel like most white people that are stepping out to do all these things that you're doing now, yeah, is because they're afraid of losing the black dollar, right? Because you know we spend a lot. We do. I mean, we it's just what it is. Lot, but like, who are these people you're talking about? Because your neighbors, I mean, unless your neighbors own a shop in the neighborhood, they how, do why own would they like be a, a, a car store. So they, they, they own a, they own a store. Yeah. yeah okay, so they, they sell cars. They sell, oh, they own a, a dealership. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So they own a dealership. <laughs> but the thing is this, I think that, I think every step helps. Regardless yeah. of who, you know what I'm saying, your motivation right now. Some people might be trying to get on board just because it's politically correct right now. Like the right. environment says, get your mind right. So they're like, well, let me let me try to engage this. Let me try to learn. Let me try. I think that it starts with a try. Because one, nobody's mind is going to change overnight. Overnight, if you've no. Been, you know what I mean? You've been thinking this forever and always. You're not going to change your mind instantly. Right. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, okay, well, maybe I could start with saying hello to my neighbors. Them folks say hello, say hello say back, hello. girl. Yeah. <laughs> I wave back. I'm like, hey, I, I okay. Of course. Okay. I'm trying to you know, When the Rona is over, if they want to bring you a pumpkin pie, say thank you and then go, you know, hold it for a couple of days and right. throw it away. You know what? I feel like a lot of the problem is, is that um, both black and white, we just haven't had, we haven't had those uncomfortable conversations with someone that doesn't That's look like us. Like, or, or we automatically judge them. Right. right. And, and I, that has happened a lot with my family. Like once, once people, so my husband looks as if he's a threat in the very beginning. And then he opens his mouth and my husband has never met a stranger in his life. He yeah. talks to anyone. Doesn't matter what you look like, where you came from. Like our wedding was, was, was not one race. Like we literally had the, everyone from everywhere everyone, and yeah. we yeah. had rich and we had poor, we had mayors and we had athletes. I mean, it was, 
just everything, right? Because my husband's never met a stranger, but nobody knows that until they until he opens his mouth, right? right? I don't think so, I was ever afraid of your husband when I met him. I wasn't. But I, well, I, I it could have been the context that I met him. Yeah, in you met him right. in the Christian. I met him setting. at church. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you okay. met him on the street, everybody different. Church. Right. And so, so, but, but there, like, it's it's these uncomfortable situations right so my my husband's used to be having those uncomfortable conversations because he knows that he's getting judged prior if he were to not but not a lot of people are willing to do that they're like no i'm gonna i'm gonna only mess with my kind or i'm i'm not like you're already judging someone just based off of the color of skin and so that's where the problem begins to begin with but don't we but don't we all have like or ignorant i mean there's so many reasons right yeah what it's what is happening but don't we that, go, ahead. go ahead go ahead go ahead okay to be fair though guys like don't you think that we each all have our internal biases because the way i'm looking at this is like oh yeah nobody is just the white race that has biases over the black race but i well, think no, it goes we both have ways biases about them we, right. we do i mean i mean we we have our internal things that we say that we think that that are uh stereotypical i would say you know like they they there's a stereotype that all black people love chicken now um the issue know, right now though is the, race, is, the, is the police brutality and the the um injustice of the the racial divide right I don't think so much. Yeah. So it's not about it's an issue really bad. Right. Well, right. And so we're not just talking about stereotypes, even though stereotypes feed feed our biases, right? They feed whatever we think about somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of gives us this mental picture of who this person might be. But as we continue to engage this, as we continue to have this stress, as we continue to find ourselves, you know, in these uh uncomfortable positions wherein either we are engaging conversations or we are being avoidant or whatever our situation is, when it comes to us engaging with our spouses, um and and um trying to process everything that's happening around us together you know I think that it creates a disconnect in some ways right because those tensions and I wonder if it even puts a damper on you know on us being able to be intimate with one another yeah you know I mean does it you know, we done had a heated argument after we done watched this 10 o'clock news and it was about to be sexy time, but now I can't even talk anymore because we can't we agree. Just, or I'm, mad. I'm just sad. <laughs> we both mad. <laughs> yeah. we, so, we so mad, we can't get together and, and, and break it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it does. There, it does. And, and not only that, but I think also another kind of... Um, damper that it puts in in or a wedge that you can say that puts in between um spouses is the whole like protest thing going right so for me i wanted to go protest there was a local protest here going locally and i um kind of gathered all my information and i felt like it was going to be a peaceful protest based off of the how the flyer like i looked into everything like how the flyer looks who was organizing it so Long story short, I want to go to this protest, and my husband was just like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I don't want you to go to this protest. Like, everything that I've been seeing has been not peaceful, so what makes you think this one's going to be peaceful? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm I'm going. Like, I felt like it was something that I needed to do that was just bigger than just me and my feelings, right? And so I went, and it created um, a, a fight for about um, probably about 30 minutes, 
It was mm-hmm. a disagreement. And then by the time I got home and I told him how the experience was and how beautiful it was, yeah. then, then it was more like, I'm a, I'm proud of you type thing. Right. Yeah. But the initial, I mean, it still created a wedge there, right. The, the emotions were still high. And, and so I think, um, there, there's the protests are another one. Um, yeah. Was y'all able to get it in after that, though? Was he no. like, I'm proud of you. Let's get it in. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, no. Because no. no. people think the emotion is still there. Oh, so, yeah, there. right. It's still I think there's a lot of the but there's a lot of people, like you said. Well, right. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that are that are divided on how much action we should take or not, right? Yeah. Even amongst the husband and wife. So, like, yeah. for you, you wanted to go and protest. Your husband was like, no, nah, I'm going to fall back on that. Um I we I think because of different circumstances, like I think that because I was going through IVF treatments that I decided not to be around people because of the Rona. But but it wasn't about safe. Yeah, it wasn't about the movement because if it wasn't if it wasn't the Rona going on, I probably would have been out there with everybody else because that's just how I'm inclined to move. So, you know, I think that's but my husband has not been that type you know what I'm saying so I feel like he might have been a lot like Edgar going ah yeah I don't know if it'll be safe for us to be out there right right you know, and he was we don't know looking if at it from like a security and a family right. perspective right. and you know wanting to keep everyone safe that was well yeah because anything can happen right so what if the right. police come out there and they're being you know because 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 Trump got his loot and it just takes one person place. I know you know, it shoot it. You know and it, all it has to take is one person to be passionate coming talking in the officer face and they coming out here with they uh with they rubber shields and they rubber bullets yep. and they uh tear gas and gas somebody and it could be everybody oh, who's just running and then ride. you fall and then get trampled you know what i'm saying like it ain't even, you ain't even get shot you just got trampled from everybody yeah. trying to run away from the tear gas yeah. so it's it's so it's such a hard you know it really it is. is a rock and a hard place type of situation because outside of the family outside i mean not the family outside of the husband and wife relationship you know you have um the conversations that you're constantly having that's also impacting yeah. the relationship, right? So yep. like you said, um, Adelise, you know, it, it, it's impacting the sexy time and then we having fights about protests, but like <laughs> even how we how we discuss with one another. Right. I've heard of some people having a goodbye routine. Like um, I've heard that some black men, when they leave their friend circles, you know what I mean? Like they have a way to say goodbye to each other yep. that is yep. like, if I never see you again... <laughs> type thing right right Girl. i mean how, how do you leave like that that is just sickening like it just but but it's the reality uh, it is it's the reality is. that we're right. in right now and our our white counterparts don't have to have it's the same thing with our children right when we i mean i have a, a 22 year old brother-in-law and we have to have those take your do-rag off don't wear a hoodie right. and like don't wear a hoodie uh, make sure that yeah we got to talk about how how he needs to interact with authority and what he needs to do when he gets pulled over and all of these com- <gasps> and i actually saw a tiktok of a video of a young black um african-american yes teenager oh, yep. they made a little pouch yeah that and he made like pouch. he well no 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 this one was a video and he was just talking about the conversations that his mom that he has always been raised with and that his mom has always had to have with him so it's like never leave your house without an ID. Don't yeah, drive with the wife beater on. Um, don't ride with the music too loud. So like all these don't, 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 yeah. don't, 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 right? 
Um, and it's on TikTok. And I saw, I think it was Washington Post also had an article on it. Um, but it's, it's conversations that we have to have with our kids also that create another stress and another dynamic in this whole, um, this whole thing because it's, there, there's a fear factor there. It's it just, is. There was a me, little boy. I'm not a little boy. I'm sorry, real fast. Uh, there was a young man who created a pullover pouch. I thought that's what you were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But he created like this whole like little wallet thing that you keep all your pertinent documents in. And then it hangs on the window outside of your car. Oh, that's so that cool. when you get pulled. Yeah, so they, you get pulled just, over. You, you just get like, there. <laughs> and then that, all they got to do is walk up and documents out and you just you could talk through the window you keep your hands on the wheel they see you know you ain't got to move and reach for nothing because everything is right there i thought wow people might be buying that pouch like i think so yeah it's it's scary i tell you like you know when i have these conversations with my husband i i just say to him like we say that we're free in this country but are we free (laughs) it just reminds me of like a modern day slavery still Girl. because you're 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 waking up and you're, you're you're rehearsing all these things don't leave the ha- don't leave the store without your receipt don't leave that don't leave in the flashy car because the police might stop you oh don't if you want to go out, you can't even sit in your house now because if you sit in your house they apparently can shoot you so it's like where do you even go like <laughs> it's like should i hide in the wall or where so is that free? Is that is that? <laughs> I mean, is that freedom? Like, is that for me? That's not freedom. But I mean, I don't think that. I mean, I I, I wouldn't. I'm gonna say we free ish. Uh, <laughs> we ain't I like never, it. I mean, like, there's a shirt free ish. Yeah, we've never truly been free. But I mean, I feel like that's a whole nother conversation because the thing is, um, we we are said to have freedoms. However, our freedoms are. Uh, are hindered or chopped off at the knees, if you will, by systems that are put in place uh, that box us in or right. put a glass They're ceiling above us or hinder us. Right. So, I mean, redlining our neighborhoods, making uh, our schools subject to property tax funding, but then also redlining these same neighborhoods and then considering them bad neighborhoods because they're predominantly black neighborhoods, thus right. reducing right. property level, thus reducing, right, the tax on yep. the property, right. thus reducing how much money goes into our school And it goes right? on and on and on. <laughs> and on. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So I, I would say, no, we're not. But I mean, part of this problem, um, you know, to the young, to your uh, nephew, uh, at least, the conversations you have to have, but there are people... People still having these conversations with their children at super duper duper young ages. Like you have to have these conversations at kindergarten, like from the time your baby leaves your house and they still so innocent minded. You got to sit up here and talk to them. And and what's crazy is that five years old, six years old, seven years old is too young for them to fully comprehend you know what, I'm right. saying, what you're trying right. to tell them right. how they need to behave and what they need to do what and we see that by the way the children just behave right you right. tell them to do something yeah. do it again you tell them to do something they do it again and so it's it's so crazy how we have to almost shake our children or traumatize our children to the point of understanding like you got to put the fear of god in them so that mm-hmm. they don't end up dead, dead. And this is impacting the black family in a terrible right. way like i just saw this um 
video clip of this young black girl who the police officer wanted to come up and you know speak to her and introduce herself. The little girl was out. She was shaking. She was was shaking and crying and. I she just thought, and, and, and people were like, whoa, are we traumatizing our kids? Um, I want to just say hell to the year. We traumatizing yeah. these kids. <laughs> and I'm not even sad to say it. Like, yes, we are. It's almost like back in the slave days, how the mama be like, no, I'm going to beat my own kid. Don't worry. I'm going to get them good. You know, because if I beat you, it'll save your life. If I scare right. you right now, it'll save your life. It's better that you be afraid than you end up dead. Right. And, and it, the, that's the conversations that we're having that is impacting us. And this is, I feel like, why there's so many issues in a black community is so, you know, stress yeah. makes you ill. Stress yeah. hurts you. You, you right. know, you and have you a peace of mind, out, your mental health, girl, everything. Everything. All of it. So if you're stressed out since five years old, <laughs> I mean, what's it's your there. Right. It's not going anywhere. Mm, child, I'm telling and you. I mean, and, and I mean, yes, we are focusing on police brutality now. But racism is everywhere. It is everywhere. Like, yeah. like literally everywhere. And it affects marriages too in different ways. Like, I mean, talk about in the workforce, talk about in institutions, talk about in, I mean, it's even in churches. Church? Yes, there is. There is some people are treated a certain kind of way, and some other people are treated a certain kind of way. You know, it's 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 sickening to see this. I mean, I mean, I mean, what is black or white? What does that even mean? I mean, we, yeah. I I get it. There, for in my eyes, you know, there's there's just one, there's one race, but that's not reality. But that's, that's, not every, reality, that, right. that's not reality. That's what that's what's in your heart, and that's what you hope could be in other people's hearts but that's not reality reality Mm. is people don't see a human race there's a lot of people that see color Mm. and that's just the that's what that is what we're experiencing right now and that's what we've been experiencing for a long time i think also like exposure to i think like at least you said uncomfortable conversations that's one but that one just pretty much makes you voice out whatever is in your heart or whatever or you could even fake that one if you wanted to but you know if you, people have been, people just know the four corners of where they know until you step out right, and begin to like, you know, live with people, maybe interact with other people, you know, like, for example, if I just grew up, if I just grew up in Nigeria and I tell you, when I came here, I'm not going to lie. When I came here and I heard about racism, I'm like, that don't exist in my books because in Africa, there is tribalism between the tribes. Uh-huh. But there isn't racism. So when I came here, I'm like, oh, that's not for me. Right. But I had to educate myself. I had to read up. I mean, I took American experience in school. I had to read up the history of everything before I even understood what goes on. Racism was, right. right. So for me, I began to look at myself like, oh, Norma, you're not any different. You were black. So get with the memo. You know, so it's. I tell you, it's just if people don't expose themselves, I mean, uncomfortable conversations, yes, but you never know what is in somebody's heart until you are in their heart and you really cannot be in their heart. So it's like you don't even know what they're going to say if it's true or not. So So what about what about the 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 wives or the husbands that are struggling um, with even knowing 
what to do or what to say right. or how to support because they're in an interracial marriage. Right. Uh, right. Like so, we just, we just experienced loving day. That was June 12th. Yeah. Right. Um, and those of you that don't know what loving day was inspired by um, a, a court case, loving verse Virginia in 67. Um, and it was a couple Richard and Mildred loving, and it was their fight for justice for an interracial uh, marriage. And so, that just passed, right? But that's still, that's going on now. Like you, you have those interracial marriages and some people are like, they don't know what, how to support their spouse or right. they don't know if, if they can say anything because at the end of the day, they aren't black. And so mm. there's a lot of judging and a lot of ignorance that goes into the interracial marriages as well. So that's, that's a whole nother issue and topic. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I think it, I think definitely here's the hard part. You live inside of your body, right? You don't live. It, you know what I'm saying? That's the that's the facts. You don't unless they come up with some crazy AI and download our brains and all this stuff like we've <laughs> no, seen in these sci-fi movies. You live in your body, right? And Period. so yeah. because you live in your body, you can't you can't experience the world as someone else. I mean, you can right. you can have a front row seat to their experience though, right? So mm -hmm. if you I imagine if you're in an interracial relationship that you have a front seat road uh, to what they have encountered to how they have been moving throughout the world. My hope for those marriages is that you have very good communication mm -hmm. uh, between the two of you because, you know, if your spouse comes home from a day of work and they have been experiencing microaggressions all day um, right. or they have had gotten pulled over and now they're on their way home and they feel that uh, this is creating an issue for them, then um, you need to be open to having that conversation and you need right. to be willing to engage how they feel about what they're experiencing right mm -hmm. so I feel like I hope that there is good communication in those marriages and in those relationships but from what I'm seeing just from people I know that are in uh interracial relationships that one of the partners is black they seem to have a lot of empathy for right. what they're going through and I imagine because it's their family right because yeah if you've got children your children are black are black right period Flat out I right. saw, it's yeah. like the, the meme that was going around that was like, you know, the minute that George Floyd called out for his mother, all mamas were summoned, mm -hmm. no matter what color you were, because right. a, a, your child is calling out for their mom. Right. So so like you said, if it's a if it's a white wife and they have black children, your hurt is different. Your anger is different. Your tiredness is different. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it still affects you and it still affects right. your family and it still affects a lot of things around you. Um, so I think those are just good times. If you are in an interracial, um, marriage or a relationship, that is just a good opportunity to learn about the different injustices. If you don't already know, or if your family hasn't experienced things, right. right. Um, as a way to be at least supportive, um, if you are in that situation where you, you just don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with what Adelise is saying and what you, Kendra, what you said. I mean, read on it. Like, if if you have, if the woman is white and the man is black, or the man is the woman is black and the man is white, you just have to educate yourself. Talk about it because if you are in a community where it's just mostly white people, 
um, and then you have a black male maybe married to a white girl, it's difficult for the black male to be able to do a lot of things, right? So, for example, in that kind of situation, when you walk into a restaurant and you see that obviously they are not attending to you because there is a black person there, mm. you know, I don't expect if it's a white, white, a white woman or a white man, I don't expect them to just be like, oh, it's okay. I expect them to be like, but why are we not getting served? Is I mean, I see this person that came in after us getting served. Why are we not getting served? Because I tell you, just the little stuff, the little things that people overlook as that is wrong, you know, it's not right. Like if somebody is cheating you or something is happening or something is going on, you should be able to say something. So if in that kind of situation, I expect the partner to be able to stand up and say something and not yeah. just like keep quiet and be like, oh, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. No, I agree. Um, and like I said, hopefully they've got good communication in that relationship. Right. Hopefully they're empathizing through their children's experiences and, and hopefully, um, and hopefully, you know, there's something uh, that that's working well, right? Hopefully they don't live in a right. bubble. Hopefully they've got community around them that looks very colorful um, and, and that they have uh, ways to, uh, to mitigate uh, the issues that can arise from this uh, from this movement that we're that we're into. So um, I know that our time is is running down, y'all. It's time for us to talk about what's popping up in the press. So mm. uh, no, it's a lot going on. It's a lot it going is. On. <laughs> it is, and it's, it's all related. Lot, lot. It's, yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a whole lot of movement. The movement is real. The movement is real, and and I enjoy. I I really enjoy seeing um, things that are changing. Right, right. The Brianna law that passed. Say that again. I said the Brianna law that passed. Oh, yeah, in Louisville. That yeah, passed. that's good news. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh huh. Yeah. And it bans the no knock warrants, right? Right. I we think say, that's can we just awesome. Raise a hand. Can I just, can we just like see La on the no knock? I mean, just for real. Because I, I just, <laughs> can you, but I mean, can you, I, that's good news. I just, it, it does, because I just feel like how many more lives are going to be saved from the police not wanting to just bust up in somebody's house? You trying to sleep, your drawers out, your booty cheek hanging out. I don't need y'all <laughs> busting up in here, you know, trying to take my life because right. I'm trying to sleep. Like, right. don't do it. Let's thank God for Brianna's law. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, shout out to her family. I'm so sorry for their loss. And for what they they had to go through, but I right. commend them for taking uh taking her loss and turning it into a a win for the community. Yeah, right. yeah, Definitely. that that was a huge change. Um, and then one thing I also enjoyed seeing, and I was just like, "Oh, you go, girl!" Every time I saw it, was the couple that got married in the middle of the protest. Yes, yes. I first of all, I thought the pictures were absolutely beautiful. It was like right. I felt like. It was so. It was such a cool thing to see her in her wedding dress, beautiful wedding dress, and the and the groom, and the most of the pictures that I saw were black and white, and so mm-hmm. it just gave it this effect, um, and it it was moving. But I thought that was amazing that um, she got, she did that that they got married in front of that protest. That was awesome. Yes, I, she. I, I was saying before, homegirl's back was looking Angela Bassett <laughs> strong, honey. I she know. was. She was she was the epitome. She was getting of a it. strong black woman. Up in there. <laughs> she really right. was. So right. I, 
I think that's awesome. I think it says something amazing when uh, couples come together um, and they stand for something together. I feel like that's an awesome way to start your marriage, you know, to say, you know what? We are a strong black couple. We are together on this. We are standing for this and we're building our foundation on it. That's dope. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's super cool. And um, another one. First, Starbucks was banning right any any apparel that was Black Lives Matter. They they had came out with you weren't able to wear anything uh, Black Lives Matter. Now they um, created a T-shirt. Yeah, right? yeah, co-created the T-shirt. Yeah, they co-created the T-shirt. Um, I guess we should say yay to that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's co- companies are are trying to figure this thing out too and how to be supportive. Um, and granted, they they some of them say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, and then um, the movement overtakes, and so there's change, right? Right. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think I had mentioned in the the previous episode, just just like the Flo- George Floyd's daughter was on her uncle's um, shoulders and was like, "My daddy changed the world," and that was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back that is changing the world. And so I right. think it's just cool seeing all these different movements and changes that are happening. So. Girl, I'm glad because I was I was I was gonna be real sad to have to give up my favorite coffee. I know <sighs> that would have been I sad. I just literally just poured myself a a glass of Starbucks. <laughs> I just I just finished me. But if they didn't fix that, yeah. that thing was gonna. Yeah, be- I was like, you're expensive. Bye. Yeah, that thing was gonna be down the drain. Like, mm, I ain't drinking you. You real good, but I ain't drinking you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, see, I'm I'm a little different. I would have finished my stash. And not then me. I would have been like, I'm not going to buy no you more. But I'm not going to waste this money I done spent. That's what I'm not going to do. <laughs> but no, but you was rolling your eyes like, I guess, yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like I was doing Starbucks anyway. So I wasn't, I was like, whatever. Oh, expensive, so I don't even care. Girl, not my out. problem. Well, <laughs> but yeah, at least you had asked at, the, um, at some point, that what can the white allies do? White allies do to contribute to the situation, right? I think you already started it, right? The difficult conversations you have to start by getting comfortable. You have to get uncomfortable in your comfort space. It's just what it is, you know. You have mm-hmm. to start doing that, you know. Also, like you said, taking some time out, just educate yourself. I mean, really, like if you have a research project at work, you're not gonna go ask your boss, "How can I help?" you're probably going to do your research, right? So do your research, learn about the situation, and then have those uncomfortable conversations because you can have the uncomfortable conversations if you're not informed. Yes. Right. You're just going to look weird, you know, to people. Um, Also, use your voice. For me, silence is a no answer. If I ask you, Adelise, do you like coffee? And you're silent. And I'm like, well, she probably doesn't like it. I mean, I'm probably not going to ask again, you know? You tell me, do you like it? Yes or no? So, you know, use your voice, do something to create change. Even if it's something small, it doesn't have to be a Martin Luther King parade or a Malcolm X, you know, movement. No, you can do something small within your community, you know? Just do not be silent. Don't, Don't be silent. silent. Don't silence be silent. is not golden in this it's situation. Not. No, it's no. Not. And then also like, you know, um, don't how would i put it be if you're going to do something and you're going to mm-hmm. show support yeah l- learn about the co- learn about what it is that you're doing so that you don't hurt another group of people in the process of doing it 
Right. Don't okay. appropriate. Don't don't be us. Right. Like, you know, and then I've been seeing this thing on media where like people are like apologizing. They're like holding our feet and crying and begging. Mm. And like they are, I don't know whether they're singing to us. Or like, <laughs> I'm, singing? Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you guys gotta <laughs> stop. You're making jest of <laughs> you're making jest of the situation. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta not do all that. All people are right. saying is that you know, you know, everybody cannot be accepted a hundred percent. I mean, God wasn't even accepted a hundred percent. But respect people, treat yeah. people fairly. That's yeah. all people are saying. Nobody's telling you to kiss our feet. Right. Or lick our, lick our hair. Like, you got to stop. Like, for real. Stop, like, your hair. Stop, <laughs> stop petting people. Don't pet the black people. We're not, we're not asking for all that. Just treat no. us equally. That's all we're saying. No, I um, love that. I, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and, and, and that's just pretty much it. Just, just. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really hate, I really hate the apologizing. I'm so glad you said that because I just, I hate that. It's so because it, it takes it, it, it makes it about them and not us, right? It makes yeah. it about right. now. Now I gotta comfort you because you sad and crying. Like, girl, right. this ain't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's like going to a funeral and a then funeral. you breaking down on the widow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. Like, did you not come to comfort or did you come to get comforted? Exactly. <laughs> Let's figure this out together because this is a mess. So stop. Right. I just, I just don't want to. Just don't cry. Stop crying and apologizing. Yeah. I love that. Just don't <laughs> educate yourself. Um, we're gonna put some resources up on our platforms just so that y'all can have them. Um, because I know a lot of people like you find it yourself, and and we're not gonna be mean. Gonna help you out. We're gonna put some resources right. out there, for folks that want to learn a little bit allies. more for all of our white allies and and stuff like that. I, you know, we want you to feel free to 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 have the conversation, but we also want you to be informed when you do, right? So we don't want to send you out there ignorant. We're going to provide you with some resources so that you can find those. They'll be right up on our IG and on our Facebook accounts at 3 Dope Wives mm-hmm. um, and on our Twitter. So um, <clears throat> just going to hit y'all with some closing remarks because, man, y'all, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like we can go forever on this subject matter just because it's so close to home, just because we're so passionate about it. Um, so, so let me start with saying this, you know, uh, for centuries, families have been dealing with hatred and civil oppression. This has shown up slavery and then in the post-slavery era of lynchings on through to the bombing of Black Wall Street in 1921 to the civil rights movement of 1964 up until now where we have the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, in recent years, we have watched as police have brutally murdered not only black men, but women and children alike. And it's not something that we've not seen before, because outside of the police force, we have issues of systemic racism that criminalizes black people without trial, which also leads to their deaths, which is what we're fighting. And this also leaves, you know, and this leaves mothers, mothers all across the nation and abroad. Right. And whole communities. Right. to mourn their losses mm-hmm. now now we we do a, we do our homework so we're aware of george denny jr who was a 14 year old child that was wrongfully convicted of murdering two young white girls in 1944 and was executed by the electric chair without a fair trial without a lawyer without the presence of his parents that's so sad that's girl sickening this boy was in prison for 81 days 
awaiting execution without any contact with his parents. 14 year old boy. That's 19, that's 1944 and that's a 14-year-old boy. We've seen the body of the brutally murdered Emmett Till. Now that image is forever seared in our minds and that was in 1955. This, this, this young boy was attacked by a mob of white men for allegedly whistling at a white woman. Mm-hmm. It was a gruesome, gruesome sight. And, and, and if you've ever seen the image, you know, it's like nothing, he doesn't even look human. Yep. Now, now, yeah. now, some would say, okay, well, you know, that's in the past. But in this last eight years, we have watched mm-hmm. as systemic racism persists mm-hmm. and law enforcers have killed children like Tamir Rice, women like Sandra Bland, and men like George Floyd. The black community is hurting, folks. The black family is hurting. And it's time for the United States and the world at large to make a very serious change. Very serious. You know, I I just encourage all of our listeners, listen, if you're listening to us, if you love us, if you love black people, if you love humanity, if you're just a good-hearted person and you just want to see the world be right, I encourage you to do something however you can in whatever capacity you can. If you can't leave your house, find a way to get involved uh, right at your house. If, If you can make phone calls, if you can raise funds, whatever you can do, do it. If you can get out there on the front lines and you can stand and you can picket and you can and you can demonstrate then do that but whatever you do use your voice use it for good and let's do right by the people that are suffering today can we do that yes yes i love it yep (sighs) y'all i could go on i feel like we've had a good conversation ladies we had uh gosh if, if there's anybody out there that wants to get involved in this conversation with us know that you are always welcome to do so you can hit us up with an email at three wives at gmail.com and we will be happy to read your comments to discuss them on our show and hey you never know we might even bring you on right yeah we appreciate you it's been real y'all take care bye y'all bye This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Crushed. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed. <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.